This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Julia Show for your Thursday here on My Talk uh, 107. Everything Entertainment. Uh, Project Down and Dirty Masterpiece presented by Chan S and Dinner Theaters. Tickets, they are moving along. Thank you for all of you who have already purchased tickets to one of the two post... Uh, post what? What am I thinking of? Post Down and Dirty events. There we go. Uh, tickets are on sale, and if you want to get uh, more information... On uh, the d- two different ticket prices, go to the website at mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword masterpiece. Everything is there for you. Okay. Ah. you know Thanks, Donnie. You know what we forgot to do, Lori? We forgot to give away our two tickets to Sarah Bareilles. So let's play the celebrity voice. You guess it. You call us at 651-641-1071. It's October 16th. She is going to be at the Excel Center October 16th. So let's play it. Okay. I worked with him all the time. I would go on the show when Jay Leno and Joan Rivers were on. I was on his show like eight times. And then I started bringing him gag gifts. Like he was on his like eighth divorce. And I brought him a set of dishes with his name on it. And we know who it is. Yeah, yeah, That's going to be a good one. easy today. What if Josh Groban shows up to join Sarah Bareilles? You know, I'm more interested in her now after she played Mary Magdalene in in that... uh, Oh, that live Jesus Christ Superstar Superstar with with John John Lennon. Legend. Legend. Yeah. John John Lennon, his dad. He wasn't there. She has an amazing voice and she did all the music to Waitress. Yeah. You know, she's she's, amazing. And when they hosted. She's been around for a long time. Remember when they hosted the Tonys? They were so good. Yeah. I think this would be a great concert. Josh was on with Kelly the other day, filling in for uh, Ryan. I like him. Kelly doesn't, she needs to give Ryan crap about his dating life and, uh, and his footwear. Something to give that show what, something. What, what's the matter with this? Some footwear? people love that, though. I know, but they just need to have a little bit of an edge. They spend so much time fawning over yeah. each other, and they've done the same thing all weekend. They pretend like they ate a lot. <laughs> they did work out a lot. And they name drop all their fancy people or... Pretend they were doing nothing and let Insta speak for itself from some, you know, five-star place. I love it. They pretend to eat. <laughs> they pretend that they don't work. great amounts. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, I ate like a pig this weekend. Oh, what? Did you have a half a half of a half of a piece of bread? I had a quarter of a donut. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Did I binge? But if you're a Minnesota person, that quarter of donut becomes the whole donut because you just eat it a quarter at a time. But eventually it's all. 100%. Percent, and yeah. you know when donuts are the best? Mm. From the freezer. 
Julia, what is it with you and your family and all the hard frozen food? We lo- maybe we didn't have refrigeration. <laughs> I don't know. Everything in our family we love oh, in the freezer. Casey wrecks everything and throws it in the damn freezer. Love everything in the freezer. Does, you know, it's just what we do. I give them like some kind of a caramel, which I think caramels are like they don't need to be any harder than they are. Oh, oh no, they put them in the freezer. freezer. Yeah, everything. So they become jawbreakers. Basically, <laughs> basically. Okay, so here's. Um, we talked about it earlier today, Ronan Farrell's book, Catch and Kill, and tomorrow we're going to get the audio because he's going to be on Good Morning America. Yep. But here's some surprising facts that I think are interesting. Oh, things that are coming out yes. in the book? Okay. So on October 10th, 2017, the day after Farrell's New Yorker expose about Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein ran, mm-hmm. he received a congl- congratulatory text from none other than Matt Lauer. Ronan, it's Matt Lauer. Let me be the 567th person to say congratulations on an amazing piece. Because, I mean, he knew that they squashed the story. It could have ran on their network. Wow. So Matt's very good at playing the game. Yeah, he is. Okay, so Megan Kelly's neck tendon, this one's called. What's that? Tell me that one. In April. So the book came out in October. So this... This was earlier in the year, so before the book came, um, before the article came out, there was the Time 100 Gala where they represent, you know, the 100 most fabulous people. What book came out? Before Ronan Farrow's expose came out in October okay. of 2017, so we're going to Un- April. Okay, um, all right. Un- earlier Harvey. in the year, Ronan Farrell ran into Megyn Kelly, who had recently just joined NBC News from the Fox Channel. <sighs> He congratulated her on her upcoming NBC show and then apologized for the Twitter thing in which he called her, um, one of her comments, racist. Okay? Here's what he says. Attendance stood out on her neck. And she said, I made a lot of mistakes when I was at your point in my career. Two. Two. You're kind of a rookie reporter. Whoa! So shade and then just really? total outright wow. shade. No slap. Yeah. Uh, verbal. Yeah. All right. All right. So this is the same. Um, let's see. This Can is- I just say how impressed I am with Ronan Farrow? I mean, he's an attorney, too. I always forget that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's see. Do we want to see one? He's a Scholar. Road scholar, yeah. attorney, uh, journalist. Very smart very, very okay, smart. who won our tickets? Uh, it's Catherine from New Prague, and it was an easy one today. I worked with him all the time. I would go on the show when Jay Leno and Joan Rivers were on. I was on his show like eight times. Oh, that's Carson. enough. Catherine, who is that? It is Drew Barrymore. Hey. Of course it is. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. You're Thanks. so welcome. And who are you going to take to Sarah Bareilles? I have no idea. All right. See who's so ever the special. worthiest. Okay. The most yes, worthy. Yes, must be worthy. All right. Yes. All right. Thanks. Okay, thank you, thank Catherine. You. Bye-bye. Okay, so at the same April 2017 Time 100 Gala, Ronan Farrow bumps in to NBC News and MSNBC Chairman Andy Lack. Okay? And is this after he's... Persona non grata. We don't NBC. know that yet. Okay. Because the expose comes out in okay. April. This is in, excuse me, the expose comes out the following October. We're still in April of the okay. same year. And Ronan Farrell says, I thanked him for getting behind investigative stories. I reached for a personal connection. My brother has recently purchased Lack's home in Bronxville, New York. 
And then here's what Andy Lack says. Apparently, you left behind a giant safe they still haven't drilled open. He laughed at Andy Lack. I said, oh, that's true. It's okay. Never mind. Ronan Farrell's brother bought Andy Lack's old home. Okay. And Andy Lack left a giant safe in there. And so he said to him, apparently you left a giant safe behind that they haven't drilled open. And Andy Lack laughed. That's true. There is an old safe. And he says, sometimes it's better to leave things be. Wow, weird. So kind of double That's weirdness. Weird. That is weird. Um, here's the catchy one, though, okay? Right. Lisa Blooms, who was an attorney for her Harvey Weinstein. Her mom's Gloria Allred. Who is the biggest advocate attorney for women. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it slowly dawns on Farrell that lawyer Lisa Bloom, while claiming to advise Ronan Farrell on his reporting, was actually attempting to wheedle information about his Weinstein reporting. Yeah, like a mole okay the last time i answered a call from lisa bloom that summer i expressed astonishment lisa you swore as an attorney and a friend that you wouldn't tell his people he said she replied ronan i am his people and then he says i thought of her calls and texts and voicemails pressing me for information dangling talking to bloom told me weinstein had optioned her book and that she'd been in an awkward position she said Ronan, you need to come in. I can help. I can talk to David and Harvey. I can make this easier for you. And he said, Lisa, this is not appropriate. And then Lisa Bloom replied, I don't know what women you're talking to, but I can give you information about that. If it's Rose McGowan, we have files on her. I looked into her myself when this first came up. She's crazy. They sound like Scientology techniques, these ways to discredit, like he, the ways that Harvey would go about strong arming. I mean, I Lisa can't imagine. Lisa was friends with Ronan Farrell, but yet she was yeah. using him to turn. Her, her reputation will be tar- tarnished forever. forever after this yes. because she did admit, she said, oh, yes, Harvey did option my book. Yeah, she did. Be, and that's why I did it. It was a temporary thing. Moment of it. Uh, no, I think judgment. she's, I just think she's like full of dirty tricks. Gosh. Not ethical. So anyway, we'll hear more tomorrow about this yeah, bookie book. Well, Ronan Farrow, you know, and he, remember he had a short-lived MSNBC show. show. It was yes, on at like did. noon. Yeah. And we talked about it and we wanted mm-hmm. to watch it, but it was it's like. It's not our time. It was the wrong time and it was too serious of topic at noon. Well, remember Alec Baldwin had a very short-lived MSNBC show as well. But it was at least at night. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah, he had the ABC show, too. Yes, yes, he did after. Quickly. On Sunday nights. I like laugh after. at him whenever I see him on the match game with that long, skinny. He doesn't, he doesn't go with that microphone the way Gene Rayburn. Gene Ray, he's too big. He, I don't know. Let me tell you something okay. about him. So Alec Baldwin is co-president of the Inside the Actors Studio. Okay, of that guild or whatever oh, okay. it is. So this Sunday it's coming back and they're changing on the channel Ovation. Oh, yeah. And they're changing it to a new format where actors are going to grill actors. Oh, I like it. So it's going to be co-president Alec Baldwin chatting with Henry Winkler. Ugh. I wonder if the Tom Hanks story will, will come, come up. back up. Yeah. yeah, apparently that that's well known inside Hollywood beef. Because they're both known as two of the nicest guys. Exactly. Guess what else is going to happen One's this weekend on Lifetime? More successful than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saturday night on Lifetime. What? 
The College Admissions Scandal. Oh. With starring Pelop- Penelope Ann Miller. She's perfect. I know. She's On perfect. Lifetime. Is she going to be the Felicity Huffman character? Who knows? Lori Laughlin should be very nervous based on what that prosecutor said oh, the other day. Absolutely. And El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, yeah. is going to be um, tomorrow uh, night on Netflix. I don't. <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. Uh, is Walter White in it? We don't know. I is didn't it see it because I saw. Is it I a saw. Prequel no. After Jesse, after Breaking Bad, Let I'm me so just confused. Tell you okay. What I saw because I saw a preview for it when I saw the Joker or Joker. Uh-huh. Um, Aaron Paul is looks. He's Pinkman. Yep. Yeah. Looks way, way weathered. More weathered for the wear. Scars. And yeah. It, so, it's six years later. Yeah. I don't know how many years later in the show, but. And I didn't see any Walter White. White. I'm not seeing him in the cast. Mm-hmm. So it's Pinkman on the run after Breaking Bad, running away across the desert in an El Camino. Is, do I get the drift? Sure. Now, we do get to see, uh, because he's so good, Jonathan Banks, who played Mike Ehrmantraut. He is in it. He is in it. But no Walter White. Well, if he's in it then, then it's not post-Walter White. Okay, stop. I'm just I never finished it. I only got to season four. Oh, my gosh. My mom and I were watching it on my laptop at the time. I can't believe you watched that with your mom. Well, I was taking care of her. It doesn't even seem like her type of show. This was a few years ago. Remember when it first started? We did this. All right. uh, Do you believe that Angelina is trying to help uh, Maddox and Brad come together to end the rift? I am. I will believe it because I think most people know two parents are better than one. I really do. Yeah. But he's away at college. Just let everything be is probably what everybody should say. Yeah, it's been two years, three years. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah, it's. Don't ever underestimate the other kids, the four youngest that have a relationship with dad to like bug their older brother and tell uh-huh. them to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Because what did we say? Here's what we learned today. And I told you this yeah. before the show. Psychologies, psychologists say no matter how angry you get, you always end up forgiving the people you love. Yeah. And I sometimes sooner is better than later people. Yeah. And, and, and for whatever reason, Sometimes guys hold on to grudges longer than women women do. You think so? I don't know if it's just the testosterone thing. They they just are their ability to they be stick stubborn in a little longer, long. a little bit longer. But mm-hmm. anyway, I think those younger sibs will like be nagging their big brother about you know he's still our dad. Yeah, and you make you it know, uncomfortable. You make a, you make a, people make you know all that kind of stuff and forgiveness and all that. So. I- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hope so. So I think that's going to happen. Uh, I think the Dirt Alert's going to happen right now, Lorene. Let's right, go. Let's do it. We'll be right This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly. Let's let's have it. It's Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday. What 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 dirt do you have to go with the gloomy skies out there? Oh boy. Well, we've got some celebrity justice news starting this afternoon All with right. Kesha. So we've got an update. On the Kesha Dr. Luke defamation lawsuit that is still floating around the courts. Oh my gosh, I always forget that she's still dealing with that. She is still dealing with that. And the reason that it's not top of mind is because her suit, which was eventually dismissed, and Dr. Luke's countersuit were both issued on the same day back in October of 2014. So his defamation lawsuit saying that Kesha said things about him that made false claims so that it would not allow him to work in the recording industry anymore. That is moving forward. And that is what the Daily Mail is reporting today, that his defamation lawsuit where Kesha is the defendant is moving forward. He says that Kesha and her representatives repeated her false accusations that Dr. Luke had purportedly drugged and raped her in countless public forums. This lawsuit also states that Kesha spread annoyingly false and wholly defamatory accusation that Gottwald, which is Dr. Luke's real last name, had purportedly raped another female recording artist. And Kesha had already filed an appeal that was rejected by the court last year. And this latest legal woe comes after she was granted reconsideration. And then she was denied again, but Dr. Luke's lawsuit is moving forward. Now, Kesha's mom and manager were named in this lawsuit initially. However, they have been dropped from the complaint due to jurisdiction issues, though they are still accused of aiding Kesha in this complaint. People don't want to work with Dr. Luke because the word is out on him that he is an icky guy. And it would have come out anyway Anyway, because everyone, you know, like... It was like an open secret. He seems to be the... Like the Poison. the one story that yeah. we haven't heard a lot of music Me Too stories, you know, even though there's got You're to right, be so Lori, many. We haven't. You're right. You know, the big music Me Too story has been R. Kelly. Yes, and that really, is and that is and really, that has been an open. People knew about him from that v the tape. Like For he years. had all that when we were on the air, mm-hmm. Julia. We because I was like, I wouldn't let you play R. Kelly songs anymore. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I banned him yeah. from our show because of I that. Well, right. And so we've known about we R. Kelly about for R. quite Kelly. some time. And I would say even going back into the 90s, and it was operating as an open mm-hmm. secret. But you're absolutely right where we haven't had as many Me Too stories in the music industry. Mm-mm. Because I there's still so much shame about coming forward and admitting all of this. Because, I mean... People are co- coerced into things and people are wasted into things and they do stupid things and you really end up blaming yourself and then you're just like, screw it, I'm not going to say anything to anybody. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very challenging. And, and yeah. we're seeing uh, how challenging that can be in the story concerning Matt Lauer and, and all of the accusations that are coming forward in this new book, Catch and Kill by Ronan yeah. Farrow. Oh, my gosh. You know, some of the, the details that are being revealed in this. I'm so yeah. glad she snapped back and slapped back at him mm-hmm. about his victim shaming because he went on for 14 hundred words i can't stay silent anymore but my family i mean matt we will never be able to look at you the same way again don't even bother giving your sit-down interview to diane sawyer or anybody (laughs) well and it's interesting (laughs) that shows the way that matt lauer handled the accusations becoming public yep his letter about them and then Brooke's letter about Matt Lauer's letter yeah. just shows how much the dialogue, the cultural dialogue it's around this changed. is has changed mm-hmm. and it's moving forward in what I would say is the right direction Absolutely. regarding these in, cases. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh boy. It made me think so much of that Netflix show unbelievable because that was just so, was the most honest thing that I think we've ever seen on screen about rape mm-hmm. without... Uh, I don't know, that made it, I guess it just felt the most raw and most real and most relatable in a weird way. I haven't watched it yet. Have both of you watched watched the show? Donnie has too. All right. It's just incredible. Definitely check it out. And you know, we were talking about this earlier today on my talk. The thing that Matt Lauer said in his letter was that it went against, quote, common sense. Yes. You know, that kind of victim-shaming mm-hmm. language and, you know... And no. he went into, like, graphic DM. I mean, he did yeah. all this stuff, and what, at the, the end of the day, what the first, com- the first thing yes. was that I was too drunk to consent mm-hmm. that very first time. And there is such a thing... I mean, there's... I, I won't get into it, but, I mean, he's, like, missing the whole big first initial point of her story, the story she did go to NBC with and that they sat on. Yeah. So we, Donnie thinks that two people at NBC are going to be fired by Comcast uh, shareholders. We just bought that one. We just thought it would be Andy Lack. But but might be Noah Oppenheim, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if both Noah Oppenheim Oppenheim, and Andy Lack are going to be both out. Because once this book is released and we get the details, not only about the way that they squashed the Harvey Weinstein story with Ronan Farrow, but then all of this Matt Lauer stuff. I mean, it's... And their own stuff, possibly. And other stuff. And I guess some of the suits at NBC when they brought Andy Lack back after Brian Williams, they're like, what are you doing bringing this guy back? This is the culture we're trying to get rid of here. Right. He was kind of known for his um, sexual intimidation, I guess, or Ugh. harassment. Uh, well, Catch and Kill, that comes out, I believe it comes out this coming Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The 15th. The 15th. So that's going and to Rona, be... And Ronan's going to be on Good Morning America tomorrow. The competition. Mm-hmm. Look it over there. Can't wait to see what Ronan has to say tomorrow on Good Morning America. I know that Lori and Julia are going to be talking about it extensively on the show tomorrow. Yes, we will. (laughs) It's It's like a soap opera, but real life. And so you can't turn away from it. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And yay for Ronan Farrow. Absolutely. I mean, my gosh. What an incredible journalist and and all about good human beings. And it helps that he's a lawyer. Yes, it does. I mean, he's smart as hell. Okay, what's going on? Give us... Just tell them your theory, Lauren.
right. I'm going to give you a theory. Good. Your I can't kids, wait. Your kids. Your kids. The kids of the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. They all share something, and it's called, whatever language you speak, it's called sharent shaming. Wow. Sharent shaming. Is this when, well, describe what sharent shaming is. Sharent shaming, Julia, is when parents share too much about them online. Uh, Oh. Almost half of the teenagers around the world, Julia, around the world, <laughs> where, where, say their parents the globe? share too much about them online. And I'm they, so grateful this wasn't around when I were little. I probably would have done this. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, aren't they cute? Aren't they cute? I know it. Here's. Uh, Here's what they say. 42% of teens on a regular basis have a problem with their parents' social media posts about them. And one in 10 considers the Sharon teen that's done online posts a big problem. And the big problem is that like the tween and teen. They can't stand you in the first place, much less you talking about them. That's right. And also remember, and this was this study, it was 12,500 people in okay. 25 different countries. And all, of course, you know, the tween to teen years. So that's a big study, right? Yeah, it is. And um, so anyway, and they just said, they just... They can't stand it. And sharenting is just basically anything they can consider potentially embarrassing or troublesome about themselves that they can get crap about or that somebody can use against them because it's the time in their life when they're the most sensitive to criticism. Mm -hmm. I remember this because if I ever talked about my kids on the show, some inevitably one of their friends' moms was a listener. You were not allowed to share it. And they're like, Mom, why are you talking about me? I heard it from so-and-so. And And I'm like, okay. Psychologists said parents' words are powerful and impact a teenager's evolving identity. And teenagers act tough, but underneath, they have a very fragile sense of self. Mm -hmm. So when parents Mm -hmm. are sharing things that... The no kids. more sharenting. No, no more sharenting. Shame. Here's here's what they here's the here's the ultimate advice. Okay, that you can us. take forward. I'm not doing sharenting shame and not going to give parents out there an option. Okay, don't post anything online you wouldn't want to see on a billboard. Oh, wow. I like that. That's good. How about that? Yeah, that's good because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Wow, Lori. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes people think it's really great to share a picture of their four-year-old kids when their kid is 14 with their hand up their nose, picking out that? a booger. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of ways that people share it, right. share things, and, and the kids are just absolutely mortified. And would you, you know, would you put that up on a billboard for all the world to see as they're driving along on... 100 or 169. No. So share with care. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So that that uh, theory that uh, I didn't share with you ahead of time. Do you have another thing to share it with I do. me? I do. Oh, Here's good. another one. <laughs> I, wanna, I was wondering I how much longer you could spend. Aldi's and Lunds and Byerly's and Trader Joe's and everybody 
cub stack up on your mushrooms because when I get done with this theory, mm. you're going to be running out of them. Guess what? And the I fungus got, in a mushroom is the it grows. Would your brain. you agree with the theory that men would do anything they could to have not sex. to get prostate cancer? And the number one reason why guys don't want to get prostate cancer, I'll let Donnie answer this. The number one reason? Mm-hmm. Well, it can lead to um, ED. impotence. That's right. And also death. No, but Julia, well, the bigger thing. The bigger thing is they want their. Their junk toy. They will yeah. all, the, the the yeah that their wood okay. will no longer be sturdy of is, any shape. Mm. Or is form. this a proven thing about mushrooms that you're going to tell us? Yes, Julia. So my theory really? is we're going to run out of mushrooms. So listen to this. So researchers from Tokyo University followed 36,000 Japanese men for 40 years to come to this conclusion. Whoa. And of course, I give you they eat more mushrooms in Japan. In their, you know, yes, their yes, yes. Know yes, they do. So, and prostate cancer is the most common cancer among men. In yep. 2008, there are 1.2 million cancer diagnoses. It doesn't mean you won't, you'll have erection uh, impotence, but you just, luckily, you're in the time of Viagra and Cialis. And, yep. yeah. But it's still something that, like, guys are just like, ah, like, and you hear about somebody young and you go, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is a big darn deal, Lori. It's a big darn mm-hmm. deal. So, the, to the researchers' knowledge, this, these findings are the first ever to indicate that mushrooms have the potential to prevent prostate cancer at a population level. So, they looked at these 36,000 men between the ages of 40 to 79 from 1990 through December of 2014. Wow. And because mushrooms are a good source of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and then there's something called... Yeah, it's a cousin of Italy. La ergothonian. It's helped this LE enzyme or whatever it is, is helped to mitigate against oxidative stress, which oxidative stress happens when people have poor diet and lifestyle choices and environmental toxins exposures, which is all of us. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Considering that the average American eats so few mushrooms, what they found in this Japanese population was uh, that it decreased the rate of cancer. It significantly reduced it. Uh, 8% lower if you ate it, um, consume mushrooms once or twice a week. Yeah, that's it. That's That's almost a 10% chance. That's That's a huge, huge number. Of uh, people, so, so make room twice a week. Make room for shrooms. Yep. You know. Wow. I know. I thought that was kind of good. You can lower it by seventeen if you eat them three or more times per week. Yeah, that's unbelievable, Lori. That's mm-hmm. a big finding. It's a big finding. I guess they did. I don't know if they just stumbled on it by accident because Japanese, they they do have a lot of mushroom mm-hmm. in their diet. Um, it's. In the miso soup, they always have like three of those mushrooms. I mean, it's always, it's a staple, it's a staple, it's a staple. So if the Japanese upped it, imagine what the American. Wow. So just make room for shrooms. Yeah. Need your Selling out at stores everywhere. Yes. I give you that theory. I mean, that was a good one. That's a good one. Kind of. I mean, I think. Public health. 
Guys would yeah. eat more mushrooms sure. if they thought in 20 or 30 years they could. I mean, my dad and they loves, say it's 50 plus. Yeah, my dad loves to scare every man he ever knows with this story eventually. Oh, yeah. Every man, if he lives old enough, will be long enough, will get prostate cancer. Yep. It's just inevitable. You kind yeah. of have heard that. I know, but I'm like, Dad. Yeah. But eat some more mushrooms. This is a, yeah. that is, that is like huge. Huge. You need your wow. ergothionine. Uh, yeah, that's what that word is. Yeah, yeah. ergothionine. You, oh, L. L. Ergothionine yeah. and glu, glutath. <laughs> glute, I can't but do the other one. But it oxidates stress <laughs> right. from yes. poor diet. Yes. Like we all maybe need to make room I'm, for shrooms. I'm going to make room for shrooms. I do love a grilled portobello mushroom. Yeah. I love mushroom I like risotto. mushroom soup. I like making mushroom, mushroom soup. soup. I do like mushroom risotto. I like making mushroom soup. Yes. I do like mushrooms on top of steaks. Yes. Sauteed in wine and Yeah, and no, we, but yeah. we have we made room for shrooms? Have any of us been eating no. our mushrooms? I never thought about it. I mean, who knows what, what it could... Mm. Uh, the ma- average American consumes less than five grams of mushroom per day, which is lower than that consumed by the participants in the study. Yeah. So even a tiny increase... Of mushrooms may reduce it. Yeah. That's unbelievable, Lori. I like that. I know. There you go. Mm-hmm. Ever so we learned about, about this. Sharent, Sharentine. Mm-hmm. Unless you want the photo up on a billboard, you shouldn't post it. Online. And mushrooms. And mush- making room for shrooms. Yeah, room for shrooms. <laughs> shrooms for sale. <laughs> All right, listen. We'll be right back with our favorite headline of the day. And my friend said... Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us today. You're welcome. If you're going to the Glastonbury Festival in 2020 and you got your tickets, because apparently they're hard to get, Diana Ross is going to perform at that. I feel like I could see her in Vegas first, but I, you know. I know, but kind of, this is like kind of amazing. Yeah, that's they salute they, a legend every year, yeah. so she's the legend. She's the legend. Okay. She's the legend. She's uh, 75. All I know is that like to get tickets for that thing is kind of a nightmare. It is? All right. Yeah. Well, good to know. I'm not going to do it then. Thank you. I'm not I going to all... that festival. Remember when I had the mission, oh, yeah. I was Casey and I were going to go to all, all the, the festivals? festivals. Yeah. Have you just decided to say well, I've d- I'm too. I'm too lazy and um, slightly paranoid to go to Burning Man. I don't want to haul oh. in my own water or bathroom. I, kinda, I don't want to dig a hole to go to the bath. I don't want to do any of that. Well, people do mushrooms. Their prostates are probably better. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on out there. All right. Um, and then did you see uh, Howard Stern on Jimmy Kimmel? Did you watch him at all? You know? I didn't. I kind of miss him because you know Letterman's been gone and he famously doesn't like to do interviews but he and Kimmel have been friends forever they went on vacation together yes and when he I did hear a little bit of the Jennifer Aniston interview interview and he goes Matt Lauer will not be subscribing to Apple TV because when I watched the first two episodes of this he's like I'm like that's based on Matt Lauer and it's her show, uh, the morning show, isn't that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Based on Brian Stelter's book, Top of the Morning. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she's like, no, no, it isn't. He goes, but it's that guy. He's that guy. It's like, because Steve Carell is like her anchor partner who, boom, in 24 hours is gone. Yeah. He goes from being best loved uh, news guy. And she's just like, well, Howard, there's a lot of guys out there yeah. like that. Yep. That's, well, it's yeah. just there's a lot of him. Matt Lowers. And she said it just isn't him. It was good. Howard is uh, he's he's so, so good. good. He really is, Laurie. He really is. But he's just like, Matt Lauer is not going to be uh, getting Apple TV. No. Okay, you know yeah. you know who um, is trying to save her husband, her who? ex-husband? Who? Pervy Andy, who you call him now? Oh, Pervy yeah. Perver- Andy. Pervy Prince Pervy Andrew. Andy. <laughs> Sarah Ferguson opens up about her Botox, laser faceless, ahead of her 60th birthday. I've had a lot of help. Well, haven't we all? But I feel like this is Not just... Not everybody has, Julia. All right. I feel like this is a distraction. Well, distract all you want by blabbing about your uh, everything. That's okay. I think she's partnering with this Dr. Gabrielle Merrick. She's desperate for money. Do you know who absolutely hates her? And the only reason her daughter's... Yes, Prince Philip cannot... He's almost dead. He cannot believe that his son wed a woman he could have had a (laughs) two-week roll in the hay with. Honest, okay. It's just, I'm just telling you how it works. I get it. It hasn't worked out well. No, no, but I'm just telling you that's how his dad be like me and just have a roll in the hay. You don't marry her. I mean, you know that he be like me. I thought it was you. Yeah, no, I'm be like me, Prince Philip. <laughs> be like me, just roll in the hay. Yeah, and don't marry. Not only am I, uh, you know, a primitive cave woman, but I also am able to put on my old practical. man hat. Oh, practical PC. Thank w, you. you're a practical. I'm, a, I'm also a practical old man, and I can. You eat. really are. <laughs> you really are, and you should start eating mushrooms for your prostate. Uh, you really no, are, I would Lori. like to lower my risk. You really, really are. Um, how about how about Matt Lauer's ex-wife, who finally got to release a statement? You she know, did. she's never said Boom. one thing because she was Matt Lauer's wife, so she didn't say anything good or bad. No, she just did the stony face visit to Amsterdam after it broke. But she got to release a statement. She did. Yesterday to People magazine. It says nothing, but it says everything. In response to your inquiry, our client has asked us to tell you that now that the parties, the parties are officially divorced, her priority and only concern is for their wonderful children. I don't wonderful. know why I'm saying in that accent. I don't either. Actually. I love our it client <laughs> will make no further statements. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I mean, she tells us everything. Yes, she does. She's just like, oh, MG, you knew this story. You knew this was coming out and you did a TikTok video and had our daughter in it with you. In oh. underwear and yeah. a um, cami top. Jeez. That was the part that I was just like, <sighs> why Are is his he- kids teenagers? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Feel for them. Yeah. Feel for them. Lorraine? Again. Uh, Donnie, thanks for posting Angelina over the years, red carpet. She really has been, she's improved. This might be her best tour ever. Maleficent. She's, Other than the first she's year. improved. What? Like, expand on okay, that. Like, like the first year she was with Brad, like she, there was like some sex, but she got into. Free to Frump. Kind of. Mm-hmm. She wore a Frida Frump look. Like, you know, she was pregnant a couple different years. Yeah. And the sack dress. The sack dresses, the yeah. beige dresses. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. She was, uh, you know, she's in Rome now touring the Coliseum with the kids.
I'm going back to the knees. The the knees? The knees of Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, the gosh. knees. <laughs> the knees. If you're going to bat it with a man <laughs> twenty five years later that you're pretending is only fifteen and the knees still show it. That's right, Julia. When she came over from Wales, Wales. Wales. her tiny say, little I'm town, like Welshland, her <laughs> tiny little Welshland. town. I was like, "What the hell's the name of that country?" <laughs> yeah, Wales, part of the UK. She had the knees. Yeah. Do you think you'll see Hustler this weekend? Hustler? No, I'm going to see Judy. Yeah, I want to see Judy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you're going to see it too, Donnie. I am. Yeah, there we are. Maybe that would yeah. be our three weekend claim to fame. We all, we'll all saw the same it? same movie. Well, all right. Now uh, here's who I think we'll see it. Who? Me. Oh, I know. I'm because you guys see don't it. follow through on these. Oh things. no, this oh, time no. I will. I you promise. will, Donnie. You promise. I promise. And I know I am. Okay. Yeah, because somebody already bought tickets, so I'm committed. You Triple are committed. Oh my word! I'm Plus, a- I want to see it. You know, I want to see Judy, Judy, Judy. I want to see Renee Zellweger just, you know, take over. Mm-hmm. The sequence were very strict. <laughs> what are you reading the notes of the week? I am. I have a lot of that's, notes. That's for tomorrow's show. Yeah, I read. I I write down so much. If I would have just dated all those books I have of this show, yeah. I, mean, I also nice. like Donnie. I also like uh, in taking our mind off uh, gloom and news. You know, gloomy news. I like the Audrey Hepburn. Um, yeah, the book. Always yeah, Audrey. Too. Yeah, six different photographers. One legendary star. I love Julia, next spring, can we please go find an Azalea Bush and put on a pretty dress <laughs> with a lovely, lovely hat. Yes, and just take a picture. Are we going to wear a black netting? In yes, this one? we can wear a black netting next okay. to the hydrangea. Honestly, we have the black netting first. Really, people do look good. That might be actually bougainvillea that she's nestled in. It's lovely. Yeah, they were showing on one of the morning shows Rihanna's fifteen pound fifteen pound <laughs> book that she's putting out this week. Oh, please! I'm like, who huh? wants that? The shipping alone would cost you two hundred dollars. I think it's just going to be a specialty, you know, they're going to make 3000 and that's it. I heard it. I don't think it's even that much. I think it's maybe a thousand. A thousand. All right, books. Here's oh, what I say. Yeah. Well, welcome to.